0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Fan List podcast. We will be reacting to the Wimbledon men's singles final. Novak Djokovic coronated once again. It's 20-20-20 in the Grand Slam race between the big three. Uh, later on the episode, we're also going to go through our predictions for Hamburg the five hundred tournament, uh, Bastad in Sweden, and Newport, possibly the final grass event of the of the year. I would have thought in in the USA. Uh, joining me to to run through those is Michael Gillett. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, not bad. Uh, we we've had a nice uh, pre pod discussion rounding up the the football. Um, so I don't need to talk about that too much. Um, unfortunately, the Italian win yesterday came in in the wrong sport. Uh, I was rooting for Berattini. Uh, made a good match of it. Uh, in, enjoyed this Wimbledon final actually a lot more than than some Wimbledon finals. I was a little bit worried that it could be a bit of a stinker, but um. Yeah, no, looking forward to talking
0: about it. It was a good match. Yeah, for sure. Always good to get some stuff off your chest just before we record. Um, so, yeah, going to be nice in a nice headspace, hopefully, for this episode. Um, I completely agree with you. Let's start um, straight from there. I think. It was a match that Djokovic definitely knew he was in and that he really had to, you know, lock in at at times to um, clinch those final three sets on the bounce to win it in four. Of course, Um, it was was 6-7, 6-4, 6-4, 6-3. The Serbian got the job done in the end. Um, You know, you've just mentioned your initial thoughts that that, that you were worried that it was going to be a bit of an anti-climax. Well. Berrettini with the huge surge, he sm- smashed down sixteen aces. Was that quite what you were anticipating? Um, give me a little sort of rating, or 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 yeah, just where you rank Berrettini's performance in terms of what you were expecting.
1: Um, to be honest, lower than I was expecting. The reason why it was a better match than I thought it could have been was was that Djokovic was also below par I mean I think this is the scary thing about tennis is the fact that if you're talking a, a sort of Djokovic's levels if you think of of Djokovic at the French just gone as, as like a 10 out of 10 when he beat Nadal and then and then you know you got bottom level Djokovic say um I feel like this was a five but I, I really don't think Djokovic was was there were times there were rallies you know Individual points where Djokovic had to run for it, and he pulled off. I mean, I mean there was that one rally um, where Djokovic just managed to get to the ball. Um, Berrettini played almost kind of like a, a drop shot approach sort of shot, and Djokovic ran the whole court, and, and it was it, it was an outstanding winner that he hit across. But I, I just think overall, Djokovic didn't really have to go too high on on the on the gear stick uh, yesterday. Um, which I think is just a shame because I, I think it maybe was a little bit of an... I don't want to call it an opportunity miss for Berrettini because it's first grandson final, he's only 25 years old. But then when when do we have to stop saying that about players? Um, obviously, Sitsipas got very close to being Djokovic at the French. Berrettini uh, was... I just don't think yesterday he, he was as good as he has been on grass this this season. He obviously had the strapping on the left thigh, which I think did play a factor in it because he, he didn't move very well, especially in that first set. I did notice him holding his strapping a little bit. Um, It definitely was hindering him a little bit. Um, So, yeah, you, you say, how much do I rate the performance from Berrettini? Because oh, we haven't really got anything to compare it to. It's his first grandstand final. You can kind of let him off a little bit, but... um. I was hoping for a little bit more because I, I do think that a, a better player than Berrettini would have won that yesterday. I, I don't think that was a vintage Djokovic performance, which is the, the sort of scary thing with tennis, that someone like Djokovic can win these tournaments um, sort of at quite a subpar level.
0: Yeah, sometimes I think that... It, it takes something to bring that level out of him. Like he felt like he could probably cruise through to a four set victory at a five or six out of 10 level, as you say, um, you know, Berrettini didn't beat a single top 10 player in at Wimbledon. So it's um, obviously he's made the final, but I don't think until the final, we came in as an, as an outsider or had a match where we thought like, this is going to be a huge test. Um, you know, he, he made light work of Felix Auger-Aliassime and Uber-Erkac in the quarterfinal and semi-final. But, you know, if you were to offer him those ties at that stage at the start of the tournament, I'm sure he would have snapped your hand off, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'd say the jury's still out on whether we, we would call him a, a Grand Slam contender moving forward. I'm, I'm really excited to see if he can transfer his form from the grass court onto the American hard court swing that we've got coming up. Um, You know, he has shown in glimpses that, you know, he's a really good all rounder and of course has made the US Open semi final before. Um, As you keep mentioning, you know, how important the second serve is, just looking into the stats, obviously doesn't tell the whole story. But he only won 38 percent of his second serve points, which maybe, you know, suggests how Djokovic was really able to break down that serve over the course of the match, Djokovic uh broke the Italian serve six times and Berrettini broke uh Djokovic's twice. Um one breaking back in the first set and then breaking back uh to lose the second set six four after being four love down. Um so yeah those last couple of sets zero breaks of serve Djokovic was yeah it, it was quite comfortable in the end. Um so yeah I'm just, just asking you to, to rate Berrettini Again, but in a different kind of way. Obviously, he's had fifty nine percent of his first serves in. In terms of Djokovic as the greatest returner of all time, as I'm sure is you know wide, quite widely acknowledged. Uh, has he got to do like prime Isner serving, or does Berrettini have the all round game to even on a day where he doesn't serve, maybe as well as he had in the rest of the tournament, which you could potentially argue maybe Djokovic made it look worse, but it didn't seem that good um, yesterday compared to the way he's been able to dominate other players in the tournament? Or is he not at that level yet? Um, you know, do, do we think he's got the all-round game? Is he, is he too one-dimensional maybe compared to the likes of Verev, Medvedev and, and Sitsipas in terms of up-and-coming players to trying to win their first slam?
1: Yeah, he, he hasn't got the all-round game. Uh, certainly not. He, he was hitting some shocking ground strokes into the net at times. There were some some really poor backhand unforced errors pretty much from start to finish in that match. He, as soon as they got into a, a long rally, and I mean, I guess look against Djokovic, that is going to happen to most players, but he, he, he couldn't compete with Djokovic in the rallies. And, and that's where he lost this match. He, he was too reliant on serve. It wasn't his best serving performance anyway. He, he still would have had to serve a lot better. I don't know why he doesn't serve and volley Um, that I, you know, the, the commentators said at one point in that match that he hadn't done it the whole of Wimbledon. And then he did it at one point. And I think their comment was that he probably did it because I think, I think he felt like the serve was going out. Maybe I can't remember uh, exactly, but I don't really understand why, because if you're coming up against the greatest returner of all time, your serve is, is your biggest weapon. The longer the points go on, the less chance you've got of winning them, especially against an athlete like Djokovic. Why are you not serving and volleying on, on grass? So, uh, there must be a reason. I'm uh, He's obviously not an idiot, and I'm probably thinking too one-dimensionally. You know, There probably is a great reason, and, and look, there's every chance that he starts serving and volleying and Djokovic just hits passing shots for fun because it's Djokovic, but yeah, I mean, he, no, he hasn't got the all-round game, um, and I think that showed yesterday he, he needs to improve much more in, in longer points. The the second serve was, as you say, quite weak there. I think you said 38% on the second serve. That's shocking. That's really bad. Um, if you want to be winning, and I, I, I know it's Djokovic, so I know if he does those same second serves to someone ranked a little bit lower, he probably comes out sort of 50 to 60%. But if you if you're playing against Djokovic in in the Grand Slam final at Wimbledon, whatever, uh, when Djokovic is going for that record, you you need to be serving more than than 38 percent second serve. But I'm not writing Berrettini off ever winning it. Uh, he's got the he's got the the style of game to do really well at Wimbledon. If you can, he just needs to brush up in the other uh, other areas of his game. Sorry. Um, so that one, he can, once he can sort that out and, and serve a bit more consistently, then of, of course he could win this tournament. But um, yeah, I, I a little bit disappointed. And, and as I said in my first bit, I, I just don't feel that Djokovic was pushed uh, to that level. that as you say, people bring it out of him. Um, if Berrettini, I mean, okay, he did go a set up actually, but if Berrettini was almost like a, a set and a break up or two sets up, uh, I think Djokovic has to go to, to that peak Djokovic but I, I think even that set down he, he just didn't and, and he didn't need to in
0: the end. Yeah um, one of my main takeaways I was just glad that it was more competitive the Australian Open final Um, that does sort of s- still a bit traumatising in terms of you know the up and coming non-slam winners guys that were um, of age in time of the inaugural next-gen finals. Um, you know, Berrettini missed that one by, by a couple of places and then has sort of developed more than maybe we expected in, in his early 20s. But, yeah, it, it, there was more of a match there um, than in Melbourne. But, yeah, also Djokovic is king. He's 20. Um, can he do it? Can he win the Olympics? Should he play it and the US Open? I know I've asked you this before, and he'll definitely walk in as favourite uh at Flushing Meadows. What, what are your thoughts? Is it is it done? I've just noticed I've, I've got my hand up on Zoom. I'm not quite sure how that
1: happens. Um, I think uh, I, was, I was actually chatting to um, my, my housemate earlier about this, and, and he made a really good point. Uh, you know, very few players, obviously, there's only one in the open era, I think Rod, Rod Laver, um, if that was open era, I'm not sure, have done the calendar slam. Um but if Djokovic could do that with the Olympic gold, then like I, no one else is going to do that because the Olympics only come around every four years. Like someone else could get the calendar slam in the future, but Djokovic will always be able to say, yeah, well, i got the Olympic gold as well. Um, and so even though he said he's 50-50 on playing, and I know going for that calendar grand slam um, is some, the priority on his mind, um, I would hope he still plays it. I don't really care about the tennis at the Olympics, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to watch any of it. I, I shouldn't really be saying that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 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 agreeing with me. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't give a toss, to be honest. Like it, it's the Olympics, and I, it's like I'm not I'm not bothered about watching tennis, but the like. Djokovic and Federer would love to get an Olympic gold. Uh, Nadal has one. but I don't think Nadal's playing in Tokyo, probably because presumably it's not going to be on clay. Um, uh, I can't imagine we've got clay clay uh, Olympics in Tokyo. You definitely have Nadal there. Um, I think Andy Murray will win the Olympics, to be honest. Um, I reckon you know, that would just happen. But, um, yeah, Going back to your, your point, um, I hope he will play the Olympics. Let, let, just taking it out of the question, or you know, of course he can do the calendar Grand Slam. I, I don't know who beats him at the US. Uh, you, you got you were likening that final. Uh, you, well, you said the final was better than the, the Medvedev final. If the Djokovic who played against Medvedev in Australia had played against Berrettini yesterday, Berrettini would have been off that court within sort of like a, I know an hour and a, a bit, maybe. Like it would have been dreadful viewing. Um... Uh, yeah um i I think i i think he'll do it the calendar slam now now we can start talking about it um and he should he he should do it it's probably the only chance he's going to get because you know i don't i don't think he would get another chance uh so yeah he, he should do it
0: okay um so yeah just looking ahead to the austria um us open i'm sorry in august Djokovic going in as heavy favourite, and Michael with a with a very early shout. So if he changes his mind, you know something's up. Um, I think we can we can move on now to our bread and butter. Uh, that concludes a little bit of analysis on the on the men's singles final at the All England Club. Hello. On to the ATP tour. I've just called it our bread and butter, you know, what we're used to. We've got a 500 this week uh, on clay and then two 250s, one on clay and then one on grass. Uh, We're going to kick off with the 500 tournament in Hamburg. Quite a good tournament to watch over the years. Um, It's on Amazon Prime uh, if you're in the UK to to watch that. Um, So, yeah, uh, the way we do this, uh, as always, just run through our four quarterfinal ties, maybe say a little bit about the players pathways to get to that stage and then yeah who we've got to win the tournament and who we have them to beat in the final. Hamburg always quite a sort of prestigious one of one of the better 500s I think for me and obviously as we're moving on to the hard course there might be some some clay quarters looking to max out on points um, before we change surfaces. Um, How have you got it going in Germany? Uh, yeah, as, as you say, good tournament this, uh, Hamburg, and, and I'm not
1: really around too much this week, but uh, I would certainly be watching it, uh, if I had the chance, probably maybe have a chance to, to watch the final, possibly. Um yes, yeah, so my first quarter-final, uh, I've got number one seed Stefanos Tsitsipas, runner-up last year, losing to Andre Rublev. Uh, I've got him to face uh, Daniel Altmaier, uh, I, I hope that's the... Correct pronunciation or, or Altmaier, Altmaier. Um He won a challenger tournament last week uh, in Brunschwig, maybe, Brunschweig. Um, uh, a bit risky considering uh, obviously played a lot of tennis in, in the last week, um, but did beat Henry Larkson and at the expense of just three games in that final beat um, Elias Yima, Yima, um along the way as well um you know two 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 good wins um he is playing Filip Krojinovic the uh the sixth seed in the first round now Krojinovic uh, has has not really been on form for quite a while to be honest I can't really remember him doing much at all recently I think he's on a, quite a bad sort of loop. maybe not a losing streak but a run of very bad form um so I've got him to come through against uh uh, Altmaier to come for against Krajnovic, and then a uh, beat. I had him to beat Jaime Munar in the second round, but Munar has lost to a uh, veteran Philip Kohlschreiber, yeah. rolling back the years a little bit. A disappointing result for for Jaime Munar, who has really uh, failed to to flatter too much uh, the the young Spanish um player. Uh, second quarter final. I've got Niklas bazalashvili against jan Struff. Uh, I've got a bad track record backing Basil Ashby at the wrong moments and uh, not backing him in the right moments. I have got him to go around further than Marcus, got him to get to the semi final and face it. It's past, so I'm hoping that uh, this time around he can he can give me some in uh, third quarter final. I've got Ricardis Barrancas against Albert Ramos Menales. Um, Ramos Menales, we've got a bye and then beating Delbonis uh, Barrancas. Got him to beat Benoit Paire in the first round on a horrible run. Um, and then uh, beat the lucky loser, Samit Nagal in the uh, second round. Uh, and then in that last quarterfinal, I've got uh, Alex Molcan. I believe uh, we got to the final at Belgrade, didn't he? when he uh, lost to Djokovic. A uh, bit of a good week for him. Got him to come through against a tough first-round match against Jean-Luc Majer. And then I've got him to beat Duzan Lajovic in the second round, uh, who I have to beat, Luca Poyi. Uh, in the first round. So, uh, and then looking forwards, um, so sorry, I've got Malkan to face Crenu Buster uh, I've got Crenu Buster to face Sitsapas in the final and uh, Sitsapas win the title this year.
0: Fair play. I've got the same final as you, just to work backwards a little bit. Uh, yeah, Sitsapas to beat Crenu Buster I think Sitsapas, probably comfortably the, the best player in that draw. I'm sure he'd be probably quite disappointed if he doesn't walk out with the title. Um, I did have him to face Manar, of course, who's gone out in the first quarter final. So I think is probably a good shout from you. Obviously, he will play Cole Schreiber for a chance to, to make the last eight. Uh, same as you, Basil struf Struff. And then one main difference where you've gone for Ricardo Esparrancas, who's actually just retired in the last couple of minutes against Benoit Per. So Pers into the second round. I've got the qualifier, uh, Juan Pablo Varias, the Peruvian. Um, beat Sebastian Baez in qualifying who actually was got into the tournament as a lucky loser and beat Kurentan Mute today so I've got him to beat Sumit Nagao and Benoit Paire to make the quarter final. I've got him to face Al Ramos Vinolas and then I've gone for Gianluca Majer, where you've gone for Alex Molkan, uh, I think he can come through that test and beat Dusan Lajovic to meet Pablo Carreno Busta um, who might have a tricky test. I've, I've got Carlos Taberna, the qualifier, to beat Feli Lopez, I think it is, at the bottom of the draw. Um, that could be an interesting sort of, uh, what would it be, last 16, I think, uh, match, if, if Taberna can really show up. Maybe Carreno Busta is sort of thinking ahead um, maybe if you can catch him on an off day, I think i could maybe be a dark horse in in this tournament. But yeah, Sitsa pass to beat careno buster in the final. um So yeah, that that concludes Hamburg. Do you want to move over to Sweden and, and the 250 in Bastad? Do
1: so I want to move over to Sweden. I'd love to move over to Sweden to be honest, Marcus. Uh, I haven't got the money, but uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to move over to Sweden. Um, yeah, uh, the tournament in in Bastad um, got um, first quarter-final top seed, Kasper um definitely the favourite to win it. Um, got him to face Lorenzo Musetti. Uh, d- didn't do too much on the grass, but uh, of course, you know, a great clay court player. We saw him uh, very nearly beat Djokovic at the French Open. Um, two sets up, I think, um, against Djokovic. Um, and they got battered. Um, so yeah, got him to face uh, Kaspar Ruud in the quarterfinal. Second quarterfinal, I got Fabio Fanini, uh, a former winner of this tournament, uh, to face uh, Mikael Ima um, of Sweden, uh, who I got to beat the Ape Seed, Emil Rusevori and Pablo Cuevas in the second round. So, a bit of a risk going for Ima. Um, he's, he's got some tough, tough first matches, to be honest, but I have got him to face Fanini, but lose to Fanini in the second quarterfinal. Uh, Third quarter-final, I did have Thiago Montero to face uh, John Millman. However, Montero has lost to Hampfman. I'm fairly certain he's on a poor run of form. Uh, Not really sure why I backed him to get to the quarter-final, to be honest. Uh, Hampfman winning 6-2, 7-5, the German. Um, So him or Vasselli or Caruso will get through that a little bit. And I've got uh, John Millman to march on to the semi. Not really a clay court player, but I think he's in quite a nice... Little section of the draw uh, with Yuri Vaselli as the other sort of seeded player. Perhaps should have backed Vaselli to get to that semi final, actually. I'm maybe thinking that could be a shout, but um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. The last quarter final uh, play court specialist, Marco Cecchinato, uh, who's come for a tough free setter against Richard Gasquet today. Um, you got him to face Christian Garin, who does love uh, sort of this level of, of clay court tennis. And, and looking forward, i got Garin and Rude to make the final with top seed and the second seed. Uh, that'll be a cracking final, I think. Um, Rude to win it.
0: OK, yeah. Um, yeah, sounding like a broken record. Same final as you. Rude to beat Garin in the final. Just the one difference, actually, with all those quarterfinals. So, yeah, this could be a particularly close one. Yeah. Um, just that top quarter final, if it does materialise, I think that could be a belter. Kasper Ruud against Lorenzo Massetti. Um, Obviously, Ruud, yeah, would would go in as favourite, but Massetti is, yeah, a real mercurial talent at 19 years old. I've got Yannick Hanfmann to make the quarter final. Obviously, got past Montero today and could have uh Yuri Vesely or, or or Caruso, isn't it, in the last 16 to to make the last eight. So I think the, the German. Is an all right clay court, it's a bit of a big server, so but he he plays quite a lot on the clay court, so hopefully he can, he can pull through for me. Um, yeah, I've agreed with you, John Milman to the semi final. I've actually got Ema to the semi final as well, um, to beat Foninia. Although I'm sure the Italian will be will be wanting to roll back the years, but I'm you know I'm not sure he's had quite an off year so far. I think and yeah, 34. Um, I'm I'm sure what what the path. That lines ahead looks like for Fabio Fonini. Um, so yeah, quite similar in Bastad. Uh, On to Newport, uh, the grass tournament in the US of A. I will uh, just run through my quarterfinals first. At the top, I've got top seed Alexander Bublik to make his way past Bernabe Zapata-Murayes to play an unknown qualifier in the quarterfinal. Something I've done quite a lot this year is push some qualifiers through, even though I don't know who they are. I've got this unknown qualifier to beat Jason Jung and Tennis Sangren, which I think is, is, is doable. I had a look at the qualifiers and there was some decent grass court players in there. I think Ramkinar, Ramanathan maybe, um, some, some, some decent qualifiers. Uh, Second down, I've got Yoshihito Nishioka versus Kevin Anderson. Got Nishioka to beat Jack Sock. Maybe this could be a comeback week for Jack Sock. You never know. Um, The former ATP Tour finalist. Uh, Then uh, the third one down, I've got Dennis Kudla versus Peter Goyovchik. If memory serves, I think Goyovchik is a former finalist at this event. I'm not 100% sure, but um, yeah, I think he's had some good times on the grass. Got him to beat Vasek Pospisil. Kudler's got a tough first round match against Steve Johnson, but I feel like if he gets through that, he could definitely have a good run in this tournament, did quite well at Wimbledon as well, and had an over, overall a very solid grass court season. Then at the bottom of the draw, I've got Jordan Thompson versus Sam Querrey. Um, just to spoil my winner, I've got the top seed Alexander Bublik to win his first ever title on grass, and I've got him to beat Dennis Kudler in the final. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah, interesting. Um, for for going for for Bublik, had a, had a decent Wimbledon, beating uh Dimitrov in Straits in the second round, very good winner before losing to to Orkash. Um, first have got Bublik to face uh Jao um or Souza. Um, of course, uh, I think uh, when it was a Wimbledon final, I think in 2019 for Suzu, or maybe the fourth round um, good grass court player he's got tennis Sandgren in the first round uh, I, I, Sandgren could win that to be honest but that's a bit of a hard one uh, I, I did go for qualifier one to beat Jason Jung and I'm trying to work out how he sort of ended up in this draw uh, without having to go through qualifying but I, I'm not really sure I think he's ranked he's ranked 163rd uh, so I'm not exactly sure how he's got into it but fair enough uh, the second quarterfinal i've got yoshihito nishioka to face kevin anderson uh i have got jack sock to lose to unknown qualifier two. uh the third quarterfinal i've got uh, dennis kudler on really good form at the moment i think got to a third round at wimbledon wasn't it um where he lost to djokovic possibly um he, I've got him to face Vasek Pospisil and win that match, uh, upset him like you have, uh, I believe you've got Kudler to win it or get to the final, sorry um, see I've got Kudler to the semi uh, where I've got him to meet Query, I've got Query to face Thompson in the, in the quarter final, I think that's what you said as well, um and then I've got Query to, to march on and, and win the title, to be honest. I feel like this is the sort of tournament that Query sort of keeps those ranking points ticking over, to be honest. Um, he'll turn up, do a few good serves, walk home with a trophy, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think Bublik is definitely a good shout. I've got Bublik to get to the final and meet Query. Um, but I just don't know if I've seen enough from Bublik on grass yet. Um, you know, a, a good Wimbledon for sure. Um, decent Eastbourne as well, actually. Um, got two wins there. Um, and then just he lost to Jack Draper in a, in Queen's Club, who is, of course, just one of two men to take a set off Djokovic uh, Wimbledon this year. So a uh, fair play to Jack. But um, yeah, I, I think Sam Query to, to win this match. This tournament actually is the, the first tournament uh, I ever watched on on the ATP tour. I remember many many moons ago, uh, after Wimbledon got got quite into it and learned that there was this big tour away from uh from Wimbledon and and I followed it and I remember watching the final. Uh, John Isner beat Oliver Rockus I'm gonna guess at about 20, 2010 maybe. Um, so yeah, Hall of Fame Championships, I believe it's called uh, in Newport. So yeah um not really as well. i'm probably gonna watch this year to be honest but why have i still got my hand up oh well uh oh yeah <laughs> um that, that's my uh newport predictions
0: little insight there into the behind, <laughs> behind the scenes of the tennis fan list podcast michael struggling with zoom oh there you go the hand's gone off on on my screen now anyway so uh yeah back to the tennis michael going with sam query for newport i've got alexander Bublik. Um, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Looking forward to getting back into the Relentless ATP Tour once again this week. Uh, Thanks for joining me, Michael.
1: Thank you very much
0: um, for having me as always.
1: Um, Good Wimbledon. um, And and hopefully uh, we've got some great, great couple of months of tennis coming up.